When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds looking fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear leaves and debris with the 40-volt leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at the Home Depot and on homedepot.com. How doers get more done. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Welcome to Car Stuff. Uh, You know me. Yeah. Hey, aren't you Scott Benjamin? I'm Scott Benjamin, and you, you're oh, Ben Bolin. By process of elimination. That's, that's exactly right. <laughs> so uh, now that we got that out of the way. Yeah. Quick. Uh, oh, what? I'm sorry. I don't want to ruin really you. You look excited, but what? I am excited. Why is that? Uh, by the time this airs, I will have left and returned from, hopefully, a uh, little road trip. I'm, I'm going to... Yeah, you know, I never oh, no take kidding. a vacation. Yeah, so when uh, Friday morning, I'm going to head out and go down to uh, Tybee Island. Very nice. Look look around a little, catch catch the sights, make the scene. Not a uh, not a, a long long distance trip, but uh, still a good road trip. Yeah, me. just a weekender. That's just good. a weekender. Sounds like fun. Yeah, and that's part of why I'm all about today's topic, mm-hmm. which you turned me on to, and I have to say is a heck of a story. Yeah, this is a uh, this is an article that we have on our site, and uh, wow, you know, as as it turns out, kind of a, a bit of a legend in Germany, really. Yeah, I think our uh, German listeners probably already already know this, but um, we're going to be talking about the the first road trip that was ever taken, and uh, you would think this would be difficult to nail. Now we're talking about an automobile road trip, right? No horse drawn carts. No, exactly. And we're not talking about that, or a, um, yeah, we're not talking about that, or you know, somebody jumping on a uh, a tractor and taking a trip or something like that. But this is a this automobile, and um, it may surprise you who took this first road trip. Yes, it is a very surprising thing. The time is probably surprising to a lot of people as well. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't think that uh well, I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, maybe I guess people would guess that it would be later by about 20 years. Right. I would think. Right. I think because that's where that's where I was thinking. Now, cast your memory back, if you will, listeners, to the uh grand old days of 1888. Mhm. That's a long time ago. That is a heck of a long time ago. Long time. I've not, I haven't done the math yet. How long ago was that? It's, it's far before our time, and you and I are both old guys. <laughs> 123 years. Roundabout. Yeah, that's about 123 about, years, something yeah. like that. Okay. And so we've got um, our, 
let's go ahead and start with Carl Benz. Can we start with Carl? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so Carl Benz is often credited as being uh, the inventor of the automobile along with Gottlieb Daimler. Mm -hmm. And – yeah, because they work simultaneously. Right, which happens very frequently mm-hmm. with inventions. And so around 1878, uh, Carl builds a gasoline engine and he tests it. He refines his invention. He's working on what eventually becomes a three-wheeled engine-powered carriage. Mm-hmm. That's right. And uh, that's actually the, what they accredit to being the first uh, gasoline-powered automobile mm-hmm. is uh, is this uh, – what do they call it? The Benz patent motor wagon. Patent motor wagon. Or that's patent right. motor wagon. I guess. Oh yeah. Okay. Patent motor wagon. Yeah. That's right. And uh, now that's that's officially the first car. It's easy enough to go online, do a Google search, find a photo of this thing, and 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 take a look at what it looks like. It looks like, um, well, it's looking like a carriage almost, a real delicate looking thing, really. Yes, sir. Uh, very very. Thin, tall wheels. Um, you know, of course, it had a uh, an area for seating. Mm-hmm. Motor was kind of behind and below the driver, and uh, just an unusual looking vehicle. But officially, the first automobile with almost one horsepower. Almost, yeah, it had what, <laughs> three quarters of a horsepower. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Point seven five. One cylinder engine. Is that right? Yes, sir. And uh, of course, it was a uh, manual. We had to use a manual gear shift in order to get the thing moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, it was a four stroke engine. Mm-hmm. Um, and the top speed, Ben, do you know what the top speed was? Yeah, I bet you do. Uh, the top speed was 10 miles per hour. <laughs> Breakneck speed, right? Which, you know, honestly is pretty, is that's, pretty fast. That's pretty good for three quarters of a horsepower. Yeah. It, that, uh, considering you got this big vehicle that you're powering with that small engine, mm-hmm. plus obviously a person, at least one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the other thing. This thing had seating for, Three people, sort of. It had it had seats for the driver, a passenger on the on the passenger seat, but then it had this this small seat in the front that faced rearward. Um, you almost have to look twice to to even spot that seat, but uh, but it's there. And that's a very strange place to put a seat. It actually. is, yeah, it is, it is. So this this thing was it was the very first for widely considered the very first automobile, right? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't perfect. Uh, it had some control issues, some maneuverability <laughs> yeah, imperfections. Right. Yeah, because there were some accidents with uh, Carl himself at the wheel, right? Yes, sir. And, yeah. and you know, Carl, of course, is no milk toast. He he's not afraid of a couple scrapes and bruises. No, he keeps trying it out, but he only gets it to work for for a short time. Yeah, that's right. right? And and here's the thing: is that you know, after a while of of messing around with this thing, and you know, it's a great invention. Yeah, um, it really is. But he he just didn't have much confidence in the thing. He didn't think that uh, he didn't think it was going to go anywhere. Um, he he was kind of running into some roadblocks along the way, and he was thinking like, well, you know, what's the marketability of this thing? Does anybody mm-hmm. really really want this? It's not very practical, and right. especially you can't go anywhere really. I mean, it's it's a short distance thing, and it's it's more of a toy. And keep in mind, because there was no economy of scale at work, it would also be very expensive. To create one to sell to someone. Sure, because you're creating it from nothing. Right. Yeah, it's it's uh, bespoke pretty much. Yeah. Yep. So this sets us up. This okay. is a great setup because I, yeah. um, you know here's the, here's this guy. He's got he's got this invention that you know he doesn't necessarily believe in it all that much, but uh, but someone else does. Yes, someone who uh, you know this is this is one of those things where the truth is stranger than fiction mm-hmm. because this sounds like. A film plot, doesn't mm-hmm. it? It does. Uh, especially when we tell you 
It's the honest, honest to gosh truth. Berta Benz, the wife of Carl Benz, is the first road tripper. Yes. Yep. I, I pronounce it Bertha. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. That's yeah, all right. Yeah. You can say Berta if you want. I've heard it pronounced that way too, but I, I'm going to say Berta, Bertha. You'll say Berta, whatever. It's uh, tomato, tomato. I'll go with you on Berta. So, uh, on what? I'll go with you on the pronunciation. Oh, why not? All right. Whatever. Or I could say Berta. Either right. way. Bertha. There she is, the wife of Carl Benz, and and has much more belief in the potential of this invention than Carl himself does. Yeah, exactly. Now she's she's the one saying that you know what you need to do is you need to get it out there and you need to show people that yeah it can it can do it. Although right now there's just no infrastructure in place to be able to do things the things that you want it to be able to do right. because you know up until this point it's horse drawn carriages you know foot travel. Um, that, that's about it. You got wagons that are being pulled behind mm-hmm. horses. You don't have something that's self-propelled, um, that, uh, you know, runs on gasoline that has this kind of configuration, this three wheel configuration. Um, it's, it's got great potential, but it's just not being, uh, put out there the way that she thought it should be in order to make it, uh, really gain any kind of popularity. So she harries and badgers her husband for a little while saying, come on, Carl, you've got to get this thing out there. People literally don't know what they're missing. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to have a little a little faith. And uh, he's, you know, he's probably doing that thing. You know, it is when you're in a relationship, he's he's going, all right, all right. But he's not really doing anything no, about no, it. No, no, no. He's busy with other things. Right. He's busy with other things. And so uh, – in a stroke of what would later become automotive history, Bertha says, you know what? If you want something done right, you do it yourself. That's right. And here's where, uh, here's where the story gets really interesting, if it hasn't already, because <laughs> um, she snuck the car out, Ben. She snuck the car out for the day, or actually for three days. Uh, without him knowing, supposedly, right? right. Now, I'll, I'll discuss the, uh, the the validity of that later, I think. But yes. um, yeah, she, early one morning, she and the kids, the two kids, they get up early, they sneak out of the house, they push the car away from the house, they fire it up, and they take off to go to her mother's house, which is, what, 60 miles away, something like that? Yeah. Six, I've heard anywhere between 60 and 65 miles. Right. It's around, it's around 60, 65, or, or 96 or so kilometers. Yeah, so this is kind of nuts. This is because now – Remember, this is a difficult vehicle to, to main, you know, to maintain control of. It has, um, it doesn't have a steering wheel. It has kind of the rudder control, the lever control. Right. Um, you know, there's levers for the brakes. There's levers for the gear shift. Um, I would assume the accelerator is the same way or maybe even a dial. I'm not sure. Um, three seats, you know, the, the unusual configuration, open top. There's no, there's no, Weather coverage at this all. This is before the days of roll bars. Now remember, the roads are made for horse-drawn carriages. Mm-hmm. And, so the roads uh, are rough. The roads are very rough. That's right. And uh, you would think that you know the the back two wheels could ride in the ruts. That's fine. But the center wheel in the front would ride where the horses walk. And I guess that's a, a rough trail. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's going to make for a bumpy ride. Uh, and um, we all we all know uh, about horses hygiene. <laughs> I'm just pointing it out. You know what? That's good. Good point. Because uh, yeah, it wouldn't be such a pleasant ride. I don't think. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, but the, okay, so there she is, uh, with her sons who are teenagers mm-hmm. at this time, I believe. Yep. And, 15 uh, and 14. Uh, the names were Eugen, who was 15, and Richard, who was 14. Yes. And so she's got her kids in on it. Um, of, from, from what we've got in the article, she says that her husband would never have allowed her to drive to her mother's in this vehicle mm-hmm. because of his, his doubts about its, its, uh, reliability. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, but now, yeah. Now she lived in. Yeah. They lived in Mannheim or mm-hmm. Mannheim, and she was driving to visit her mother in in 
Forsheim? Is that Forsheim? right? Forsheim? Yeah. I'll go with that. Um, so how long, I mean, this is like a full day journey for her in order to get there, right? Yes. Okay. So, um, it's in August. You got to imagine that, you know, I, I would assume, I would assume the weather is pretty hot at that time. It's got to be a difficult trip to begin with. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, you're forging out into these, these regions where there's no gas stations, there's no spare parts, there's no Ooh. anything like that. You know, in fact, you know, that's one, one thing that we need to mention here is that, you know, you leave on this road trip and you know where they had to stop for fuel, Ben? Where? Pharmacy. They had to stop at a pharmacy to get fuel. So they're, they're counting on fuel stops where, you know, there, there just may not be any fuel. They, they purchased something that was a uh, detergent that was, uh, that served as a fuel. It was called, uh, Legroin. Is that right? Yeah. A yeah. petroleum ether, which mm. is really a detergent, like I said, that, but it, it would burn. Mm. And, uh, and that's what they use for fuel on this trip. And they also had to refill the water tanks in the, in the <laughs> yeah. vehicle. Yeah. Like every, uh, every 12 miles mm-hmm. about, um, yep. because the water would, the water in the cooling system would boil off as the engine ran. Um, they also, this was by no means a smooth road trip. Oh, no. Is what no, we're no. trying to say. Cause there's more stuff that went wrong, mm-hmm. right? Uh, like, uh, for instance, the, uh, leather brake shoe linings. Ah, yes. Right? Now, well, they came up with that idea on the way, on the road trip. Uh, because they were originally wooden blocks that were used to stop this thing. They had a wood block, um, brake pads, or really brake yeah. shoes, I should say. And, uh, they wore out on the trip because, you know, wood doesn't last too long. It's like, uh, it's like sandpaper, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, they, they made the decision to stop off at a shoemaker. And have him affix some uh, some leather straps to it, or leather leather um, just pieces of leather to it, which uh, essentially became the first brake shoe. Yeah, brake I mean, pad, I guess. Bertha Benz gets my vote for MacGyver of the week. Yeah, no kidding, because a lot of the stuff, this ingenuity that she showed on the way. Now, now they did. Um, of course, they had to push the car uphill because it had very low horsepower. Very, of course, no torque, probably. Yeah. Um, you know, no spare parts in, along the way. So if they broke a chain, which I guess happened a couple of times, yes. they had to find a blacksmith in order to fix the chain. Now, that's a difficult task, I would think. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure they're blacksmiths in the day, of course, you know, shoeing horses and stuff. But um, imagine trying to find a blacksmith in order to fix a chain on your vehicle if you're the only vehicle. Um, oh, one other thing. She had to use a uh, – or two other things, really. Yeah. She had to use a hairpin to unclog a fuel line along the way. Yes, yes, uh, and – that wasn't the first time her wardrobe came in. <laughs> that wasn't the only time, rather, that her wardrobe came in handy because there was also a leaky valve mm-hmm. uh, that they they only made the trip with this leaky valve because luckily uh, Bertha used her – one of her garters to plug the valve. Mm, OK. Now, you know what? That garter also came in use later to insulate an ignition cable too. So she was just out of garters. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, she's <laughs> uh, she's really making the best with what she's got there because um, the 60-mile trip, as it turns out, was uh, extremely, extremely difficult. Now, they did make it safe. Yes. And, and they, you know, I guess they wired once they arrived and let, you know, Carl know that they had made it safely. And cause he, he's probably worried, like you wouldn't believe at that point. Mm-hmm. His veggie's gone, his family's gone. Yeah. Um, and now, okay, so they wired that and then they made the trip back, yeah. which also went well. And, uh, you know, I'm sure about the same way. I, yeah, I've got, uh, some of the sources I was looking at say that the, they went with a different route on the way back on oh, okay. the return trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a bit more level. Mm-hmm. So there was at the very least less pushing uphill. Got it. And uh, yeah, so 
what better way to persuade your husband to believe in his invention? Yeah. But man, can you imagine? I I cannot imagine the conversation they had. Well, when they got back. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I mean, later it said that he said that, um, and this is a quote from him, I guess. He said, she was much more courageous than me and went on a decisive trip to, uh, for the future development of the motor carriage. So in other words, he probably, he probably wouldn't have done really much of anything with this thing. Yeah. Now, who's to say that, you know, Daimler wouldn't have done something with their, you know, other people were in development of this at the same time. Absolutely. But this really got it out there that, you know, this is, this is a potential. You can, you could possibly use this for something beyond just a trip around the neighborhood. It's mm-hmm. more than just a uh, utility cart to be used on the farm. Yeah, it's not just a rich man's toy. Yeah, exactly. Now, I mean, now here's, here's a question. Now, so, so that's the first ever road trip, okay? Yep. 1888, uh, it was birth of Ben's, 60 miles roughly, mm-hmm. and, uh, even, you know, until today, now now you can go on this memorial – oh, boy, I'm having a hard time saying that – memorial route mm-hmm. in Germany that uh, kind of retraces the the uh, the track that she made from uh, Mannheim to Forsheim. And if, you know, if you want, there's probably – I'm sure there's probably a day when they do a kind of a ceremonial ride or something like that, yeah, I would guess. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, here's the question, Ben. Do you think this was all planned out? Do you think that Carl knew that she was going to take this and this was kind of like a uh, an early, early uh, what they call a media stunt now? Yeah, I – you know, that is an excellent question, my friend. And I was initially hook, line and sinker on this story. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I still do think that Bertha Benz is a very impressive, resourceful yeah. person. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I also had the same, just a tinge, mm-hmm. just a tingle of uh, skepticism. I have a little bit, but then you got to remember. Now, now think about this. Think about the day that this happened in in eight was it eighteen eighty eight, right? Yeah. Think about the way society was and the protection, you know, the protective nature of, mm-hmm. of men with with their women, and you know, just that very that, paternal society. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and. For him to allow his wife to head out on a sixty-mile journey in an untested vehicle, really beyond, uh, you know, the, his own grounds there, his own proving right. grounds. I don't know. I mean, it, it seems like you almost would have a mechanic ride along with her if it was some type of stunt like this, or if yeah. it was, um, uh, or some planned stops along the way to make sure that they were okay and and things like that. And maybe there was some of that that we didn't know about. I don't know. But um, I don't I don't doubt any of the ingenuity that had to ha- happen in order to keep this car running. And uh, I, I don't know. I just get that little bit of feeling that maybe it was kind of a stunt. And yeah. and you yeah. know what? Maybe it was. Maybe it was unintended. Maybe it was unintended on her part. She really believed in it and said, you know, I'm going to prove it to him. But maybe she ended up proving it to far more people than she thought she would because this really hit the news. See, I, I feel you on that. I think it was definitely a publicity stunt. To me, the question is whether or not – Carl knew about the stunt. Yeah. Okay. And, so. and I see, I see what you're saying, especially about society of the day. Um, I'm going to go ahead and side with the people who believe that Carl Benz did not know. Um, and the, the reason I'm going to go with that is again, the points that we've talked about with the, the culture of the day, mm-hmm. the, the society of the day. Um, and also the, Difficulty of communication. It's it's difficult for – I don't know. I'm still undecided. I'm still on the fence because it's difficult to think that he would have 
sat around for several days. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to discount it either. I'm going to give it full credit that you know, she did this on her own, and that you know, mm-hmm. I, I I really do think that. I, I truly do. I think that it was a, a stunt on her part, maybe. Yeah. Saying I'm going to go out and do this, whether he likes it or not. And um, I don't know. It's a bold move, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give her. I, I give her full credit and say, yeah, she's, she's definitely the one that did this on her own. Uh, you know, that's that's more and more where I lean. And uh, goodness gracious, thank I, thank goodness she did, man. You know, because that, that's true. Yeah, I mean that's true because I, I think it really it kind of propelled us into uh, the, the modern age. And I think that you know a lot of people stood up and took notice at that point and said, you know, like I think. Like, like we mentioned before, I think that this thing may have some legs. And just one month later, uh, after her return, Carl Benz uh, brought a revised prototype of the, this vehicle to Munich where he won a gold medal hmm. uh, for the exhibition. Good for him. And the rest, as they say, I'm kidding. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So whoever would have thought when you're talking about the first road trip, this is generally – and I, I don't want to get layer metal, uh, listener mail. Yeah. <laughs> I say mail and letters at the same time, but, uh, we'll get listener mail about this. But generally, I think of this as a, a masculine thing. Um, I don't know why. Maybe just because it's the first automobiles and the machinery and, you know, long distance road travel. It's kind of, I would think that it would be a man that would, it would forge out on his own to make this first trip, but it wasn't. It was a woman. And it was kind of surprising to me mm-hmm. and, um, kind of made me think a little bit about, um, my favorite road trip movie, too. What is your favorite road trip movie? Uh, I would say the original National Lampoon's Vacation. That's my favorite road trip uh, movie. <laughs> okay. what about, do you have a favorite road trip movie? Have you been thinking about this? Oh, man. I'm probably going to get some people who disagree with me. But Easy Rider. Oh, okay. It, it just – it's so classic to sure. me. You know, mm-hmm. when I was a kid, I – really wanted to be easier. You know, when I first saw this film, yeah. I did not get most of what is going on, mm-hmm. to be completely honest well, with sure. you. I just thought it would be, I, I was like, it would be so cool for me to be li- li- living off a motorcycle. And um, I actually got in a little bit of trouble with my mom watching Easy Rider <laughs> as a kid. Yeah. Um, because I did, you know, she knew what goes on in that yeah, film. Yeah, the adult subject matter. Right. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, I know. It just went over your head, right? Yeah, it did. It did. Yeah. Um, That's probably good. <laughs> it probably is. Probably. Yeah. Anyways, that was a cool chopper in that movie too. Wasn't it a yeah. classic? Yeah, it is. You know, I don't own a motorcycle, but if I were to buy one, mm-hmm. it would probably it would probably be modeled after that. You have to make a replica. But we digress. Uh, what is your favorite road trip movie? How's that, Scott? Should That's good. Yeah. Them? Oh, definitely. Yeah, because uh, we want to know and uh, we're suckers for road trip movies. We hope you've enjoyed the story and we hope that uh, we've given you some good cocktail trivia or some good uh, garage conversation. Yeah, I think, I mean, it probably just opened some people's eyes because I, I didn't really know about this story until I read it in our own article on our site. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. It was a surprise. Yeah, I didn't know either. And uh, so let us know if you surprise your friends with the story. Uh, hit us up on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, Scott and I, of course, work for a handy website with everything you would want to know about autos on it. And if for some reason there's something that we haven't addressed or that you'd like to hear in an upcoming episode, please send us an email at carstuff at howstuffworks.com. Be sure to check out our new video podcast, Stuff from the Future. Join HowStuffWorks staff as we explore the most promising and perplexing possibilities of tomorrow. 
the How Stuff Works iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. 